Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Trying to survive The glow that the sun gives Right around sunset Helps me realize This is just a journey Drop your worries You are gonna turn out fine Oh, you'll turn out fine Fine, oh, you'll turn out fine But you gotta keep your head up And you can let your head down You gotta keep your head up let your head down. I know it's hard, know it's hard to remember sometimes, but you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. I've got my hands in my pockets, kicking these rocks, it's kind of hard to watch this life go by. I'm buying in the skeptics, skeptics mess with the confidence in my eyes. Seeing all the angles, start to get tangled. Start to compromise my life and the purpose. Is it all worth it? Am I gonna turn out fine? Whoa, you turn out fine. Fine, oh, you'll turn out fine. But you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. You gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. I know it's hard, no, it's hard. your hair down only rainbows after rain the sun will always come again and it's a circle circling around again it comes around again i said only rainbows after rain the sun will always come again and it's a circle circling around again it comes around but you gotta keep your head up and you can let your hair down Gotta keep your head up And you can let your head down I know it's hard Know it's hard To remember sometimes But you gotta keep your head up And you can let your head down Keep your head up And you can let your head down Keep your head up And you can let your head down Okay, yeah. 
Like the waves crash on the sand Like a storm that'll break any sack There's a hunger in the land There's a reckoning still to be reckoned And we're gonna be free someday At the end of the day I dreamed a dream in time gone by When hope was high and life worth living I dreamed that hope would never die I dreamed that God would be forgiving And I was young and unafraid And dreams were made and used and wasted There was no ransom to be paid No song unsung, no wine untasted I condemn these men to slavery Pretend I do not feel their agony These innocent who bear my face Who go to judgment in my place Who am I? Can I conceal myself forevermore? Pretend I'm not the man I was before And must my name until I die Be no more than an alibi Must I lie? How can I ever face my fellow man? How can I ever face myself again? My soul belongs to God, I know I made that bargain long ago He gave me hope when hope was gone He gave me strength to journey on Watch them run amok, catch them as they fall Never know your luck till there's a free fall roll Here's a little nip, there's a little touch Most of them are gone so they won't miss much One day two, one new Tomorrow we'll discover what our God in heaven has in store. One more dawn, one more day, one day more. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. For the wretched of the earth, there is a flame that never dies. Even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. They will live again in freedom in the garden of the Lord. They will walk behind the plowshare. They will put away the sword. The chain will be broken and all men will have their reward. Will you join in our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Somewhere beyond the barricade is there a world you long to see? Do you hear the people sing? Say, do you hear the distant drums? It is the future that they bring when tomorrow comes. Will you join in our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Somewhere beyond. 
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, all. Welcome to a Thursday. Yes, a three-weeks Thursday here at J.M. in the A.M. No matter where you are, no matter what summer camp you're in, no matter what work you're heading to, no matter what shul you're going to, no matter what dafyomi shir you're either going to or coming from, uh, no matter what home you might be in, your regular home or your summer home, thanks for tuning in to J.M. in the A.M taking us along with you. It is so obvious to us that a lot of people are taking us along so far this summer, even during the 4th of July week, which is such a big vacation week. And I thank everybody out there for doing so. It's Thursday on this July 5th, 22nd of Tammuz. Hope you had a chance for some rest and relaxation yesterday at some point with your family. Yossi Rosenberg's uh, Sphira album. Before that, you heard the Maccabees with Ma'avareh, the Lemiz medley. Keep your head up. And of course, Regesh with uh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 76 degrees outside with 92% humidity. Winds are southwest at four miles an hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 87. Then tonight, thunderstorms late and a low temperature of 75 degrees. Tomorrow looks like a thunderstorming Friday. That's what they're saying. With a high of 85. Yerushalayim is at 81 right now. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Misora, who enjoyed some great a cappella music last night, I am told. They're at 67 degrees. We're at 76 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Big day today. Ohad scheduled to join us about an hour from now. And um, we'll speak to representatives of the OU about a big issue that just came up in the New York City public school system. Seth Levitt, who was the the key figure at a 4th of July Independence Day celebration in Jerusalem, is going to join us coming up as well. So we have a lot going on on this Thursday morning broadcast, and I thank you for tuning in and keeping it right here at JM in the AM. Yona Matsavo Manoa, Vishamia Nuku Yegi Ehoa, 
Yona, Yona Matza, Yona Matza, Voma Noach Vesham, Yanuchu, Yanuchu, Yigi Zachreini, 
Shalom. 
JM in the AM. We're going to get back to that AKA Pella selection here at JM in the AM. We will get back to it. Thursday morning broadcast with our news from Israel coming up and plenty more, of course, as you would suspect on this very exciting uh, three weeks acapella um, format uh, program. Shiva boys had Yismachu. You heard Yerushalayim done by Ari Goldwagon before that beat the Hones. Ochreni was uh, Miami and, of course, Cole Zimmer with Yom Shabbat so on Thursday morning in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. We're in a three weeks format Thursday. Oha joins us later this hour. Oha joins us later this hour. Also uh, check out a couple of things that are happening out there of great interest. It's all happening between now and 9 a.m. Galait Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam there. Galait Sal, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Kanran Yavnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. Reidot Adama Batsafon, Reidat Mishne Nosefet Urgesha Basha Achrona, Katavteno Moria Asraf. Reidat Adama Urgesha Lifnei Kachatsi Shea Bezor Atsafon, Mekora Bakineret Vozmata Shalosh Nekudashtaim Dragot, Loduvach Al Nifgaim Ol Nezek, Medubar Berash Mishnel Reidash Urgesha Et Mol Balaila, Zeorash Hamishi Sachakol Shepakad Et Israel, Bayamamava Hetia Acharonot. טרור עפיפוני התבירה, שש שריפות משתוללות בשעה זו בדרום, כתבנו רמי שני. השריפות שמשתוללות בשעה הזו בדרום התלקחו כתוצאה מנפילה של עפיפונים מחוברים לאמצעי תבירה או בלונים מחוברים לאמצעים דומים. השריפה הגדולה ביותר משתוללת כעת בנחל שקמה סמוך למאגר הנחל. בשריפה נלחמים עתה לוחמי אש, אנשי הקרן הקיימת לישראל בסיוע עובדי שדות ומתנדבים מאזור הדרום. זהב השאול, אמו של סמל ראשון אורון שאול, פונה ישירות למנהיג חמאס בעזה בבקשה לשחרור בנה. הנה הדברים שאמרה בסרטון שהופץ מטעמה. יחי הסנוער, הבן שלי אורון נמצא בידיכם. אני פונה אליך כדי שתציע לממשלת ישראל עסקה שבה הבן שלי יחזור אליי לצד הבנים האחרים שנמצאים אצלכם. החזר את בני אורון. הבימאי היהודי צרפתי קלוד לנצמן נפטר והוא בן 92, כתבתנו ירדן בויטנר. לנצמן הידוע בעיקר על סרטו התיעודי שואה, הרבה לעסוק בעם היהודי ובמדינת ישראל בסרטיו. עבד גם כעיתונאי ופילוסוף וביקר בישראל פעמים רבות. שרת התרבות מירגב ספדה לו ואמרה, קלוד לנצמן הוא אחד מענקי התרבות שהנחיל לעם היהודי ולעולם התרבות בכלל את הודעת השואה ואת הוויית חיינו. ובין הדברים שאמר הבמאי אבי נשר לזכרו של לנצמן. קלוד לנצמן היה אחד היוצרים הייחודיים ביותר בעולם הקולנוע הדוקומנטרי. הוא חיפש את האדם, הוא חקר את נפש האדם ולא את הסיפור. במיוחד בכל סרטיו עסקו בהיסטוריה יהודית, עם גישה מאוד ייחודית לשואה. הוא לא ניסה להבין למה זה קרה, הוא לא ניסה להבין את נפש הצורר. הוא רק רצה לתעד את הכאב ואת הקורבנות עצמם. נציבות הפליטים של האו"ם מאיצה בירדן לפתוח את גבולה הצפוני עם סוריה ולהעניק מקלט זמני לעקורים הסורים שנמלטו מביתם בעקבות הלחימה. כתבת חדשות החוץ, אינה אנטונוב. על פי הארגון הבינלאומי, יותר מ-300 אלף פליטים נעקרו מבתיהם בעקבות הסלמת הלחימה בין כוחות המורדים לצבא אסד בדרום-מערב סוריה, מתוכם 60 אלף פליטים נמצאים במעבר הגבול עם ירדן. בממלכה נמצאים כבר היום יותר מחצי מיליון פליטים סורים. ממשלת רוסיה מכחישה כל מעורבות בהרעלת בני הזוג הבריטים השבוע שמצבם אנוש לאחר שנחשפו לגז העצבים נוביצ'וק. דובר הנסיעות ברוסיה אמר כי בריטניה לא סיפקה ראיות לאחריות הרוסית בתקרית הנוכחית או הקודמת.
מזג האוויר, מהיום ועד ליום ראשון, הטמפרטורות תהיינה גבוהות מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורכת לי אמרה מילת.
I'm not afraid. 
Sophia, Sophia, Holy Holy 
Shalom, <laughs> Shalom, 
J.M. in the A.M. Boy, talk about uh, featuring A.K.A. Pella. That was some. Uh, <laughs> that was some set, to say the least. Uh, you heard A.K.A. Pella with uh, "Scarb Drawer Fair," as they call it. Pia Pascha, Benucha Vesimcha, Hine Matov, and Yehi Shalom. Uh, post our newscast from Israel here at JM and the AM. Welcome to a Thursday, three weeks format Thursday. Don't forget, we have our community calendar online. And right now in the community calendar, the uh, A Time Women's Health Awareness event up in Muncie, that's up there for July 9th. The big Chazak event in Woodside, that's up there for July 15th. The 17th of July for defensive driving in Brooklyn. The 18th of July for defensive driving in Riverdale. 18th of July for Chazak and Oratora presentation in Valley Stream, New York. 27th of July, the Alexis Park Resort Shabbos Nachamu in Las Vegas. And for August 2nd in Syracuse, the 10th Annual International Conference on Jewish Medical Ethics. You'll see all of those if you go to the community calendar section at NahumSiegel.com and check out the events that were posted. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Sefer Hayasha says, one of the signs that a person can know if he finds chen or favor in the eyes of Hashem is that he should decide if he's closer to avonos or zechuyos. Is he closer to sins or mitzvos? If he sees that he's leaning more towards bad things, towards his own base desires, then he has to try to move himself closer to Avodas Hashem, to Tfila, to Tzedakah, in good deeds. A person should know that he has to do a lot of Avoda in order to switch the Natiya, the leaning that he has, towards the wrong side. If he continues to say, Mitzara Teva, from my nature, I am an individual that is made of base instincts, then the person will always be Nimshach, they will be drawn after their desires. The Vilnagon explains the Posuk in Megillas Rus. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped arguing with her. A person who wants to test whether the mitzvah he is doing right now is from the Yetzahara or the Yetzatov, he should see at the time when he does the mitzvah if his avarim are moving, if he's excited, if he does it with enthusiasm. It could be that the Yetzer wants to entrap him in this way. For how could the goof, with its heavy avarim, rooted in the physical world, in the Olam Gashmi, want to pursue this particular spiritual desire? However, if an individual, when they come to Davin, when they come to learn, when they come to Tztaka, they experience a laziness, they experience a slothfulness, which sometimes holds them back. Then right away the individual says, you know what, I guess that I don't have a great ruchnius desire, a desire for spirituality, a desire to grow. But in truth, says the Vilna Gon, they could have a very great desire to grow. They could have a great desire for spirituality, 
But the Yetzirahara, the evil inclination, wants to work against them over time in order to squelch the development of the great spiritual treasures that they have inside. We should never judge a book by its cover and never judge a person by their lack of desire for ruchnis, for spirituality, because deep inside there's a pintle yid, there's a soul that's on fire that wishes to become close to its creator. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM. We'll get back to our three weeks format Thursday here at JM in the AM coming up. Oh, yes. You know we'll get back to it. <laughs> well, one of the things we've spoken about is that um, as busy as we are, and it's obvious that we are extremely busy between now and Tishabov. In fact, it is pretty remarkable to us how active this network is going to be during the uh, nine days in Tishabov. Uh, there is no doubt that um, once uh, Tishabov uh, comes to its conclusion, uh, we're going to be hitting the road for some amazing programming with Nefesh Benefesh, with NCSY, with the Barkhan Winery, with our friends at Hask. We have a very, very full plate after Tishabov from Tuesday until Sunday. But before we get to that Tuesday, there's a major event going on here in the New York area with our amazing friend Ohad.
Those of you out there who have been following, you are aware of the fact that in the Queens, New York, the Queens Hatsala is having their 2018 premier men's event starring Ohad and the Didim Choir on Monday, the 23rd of July. It's the day after Tisha B'Av in Queens at the Queens Museum. We spoke last week about how incredible a venue it is. The Aaron Tadabam Orchestra, of course, the Aaron Tadabam Symphonic Orchestra, I should say, directed by Yisrael Lamb. I will be there that night to introduce Ohad and to preside over the evening. There'll be a grand barbecue, raffles, wine tasting. There's a lot happening that night. Sponsorship opportunities are available. BBQ at queenshatsala.org. That's BBQ at queenshatsala.org. Or you can dial 917-717-2131. Again, 917-717-2131. All the way from Israel, in the middle of the three weeks, Ohad joins us at JM in the AM. Ohad, shalom. Shalom, shalom, nachum. What a pleasure. Why are you interfering in with, with my vacation? <laughs> I don't understand. It's three weeks. I'm off. I'm glad What's you, now? I'm glad you have a good sense of humor because I bet you, I just have a feeling that you're really not off, <laughs> that you're, you're involved in some project during these three weeks, I would bet. So, so true, so true. But everybody, you know, I, I think people in shoes, oh, so you're on vacation. You know, everybody's walking, oh, you're on vacation, you know. That's, uh, whatever. If people, <laughs> How <are> you? <laughs> if people only knew, if people only knew, uh, we're doing fine and we're getting set for this big event. It's literally the day after Tisha B'Av, you know, uh, you talk, you talk about, uh, the build up to Shabbos Nachamu that happens after Tisha B'Av. Obviously we have that for an entire week this week. No build up for an entire week for this event. Literally Tisha B'Av ends and the next thing on the calendar, the next night you're going to be here in the U.S. in Queens performing for Queens Hatzala, and it's uh, it's really an action-packed night. You'll be there with the choir, with the Aaron Tadabam Orchestra. I'm sure you're aware of the fact, even before I mentioned it, that there'll be a lavish barbecue. It's like a big, big special men's evening that's being planned at the Queens Museum. Uh, I guess there's no better way to start off the season after Tisha B'Av than uh, heading out the night after Tisha B'Av for a major event like this, huh? Definitely. First of all, the venue is amazing. Um, I've, I sang there. I sang there already once. Um, it is amazing. Um, and um, you know, it's a night of energy after you know three weeks of. It's true that I'm busy, but I'm not you know busy performing. Right. So I'm resting in, in terms of that. And you know, I'm I'm gonna explode on stage um, and just you know bring the energy right after you know the two weeks after Tisha B'av, and it's gonna be very very sameach, very lebedic and. Uh, musically wise, you know, it's Royal Lamb with the big, you, you know, it's not a big, it's a huge orchestra, and we did, you did in choir, you know, and the, our entire band, you know, the whole thing, and you, of course, and all for Atzala. It's going to be amazing. We we had a meeting just, you know, when I was in New York um, uh, just last week, and we have an, an amazing program uh, scheduled, and it's going to be Ezrat Hashem, really thrilling, um, exciting, and, you know, I really uh, hope that a lot of people will show up. The um, I was going to ask you about that meeting while you were here in the U.S. I mean, you've had a lot of pre-concert meetings in your career. Uh, what was this one like? Because they're trying to combine so many different elements here. The barbecue, the the symphonic orchestra, the choir, of course. And I know that you, uh, you love singing solo and you love singing with the choir, so that's no big deal for you. Uh, was this was the preparations for this event any different than the other concerts you do? 
Okay, so first of all, yes. You know, our friend Chad Kamenetsky, um, who's a good friend of us, um, you know, he prepared food for many, were, I think, five people at the meeting, and he prepared food for 30. So <laughs> That's I, a good I come sign. Into the meeting, I see what's this food. So you, you think, this is food, wait till <laughs> the barbecue. And then you're going to see the food, you know, and that, that night. So that's the first. And, and then, you know, I like to work with people that really uh, know what they want. And, and Chad came with, you know, with the perfect, exactly program. He, he knew what the people want to hear, what he wants to hear, uh, what's best for Atzala. And it was really an easy meeting. You know, sometimes, you know, you have, as you said, this, this meeting before concerts, a musical meeting that everybody's throwing out ideas that are impossible over there. Um, you know, when someone is musical and he loves music, and, and you know, in Queens, they know exactly what they want. So it was very easy, and we ate a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to happen again on the night of the 23rd, that's for sure. Ohad's with us live from Israel. Those of you uh, who are getting ready already like we are for the post-three weeks and post-Tishabov, the big premier men's event for Queen Satsala will star Ohad and the Edidim Choir and the Aaron Tadabam Symphonic Orchestra plus Yisrael Lam at the Queen's Museum, great venue, on the 23rd, literally Monday night. There'll be a lavish grand barbecue, and those adjectives are accurate, as Ohad just described. Raffles, wine tasting, and much, much more. We'll give you the information line in just a moment. Anything need to be arranged? Uh, do you have any new songs or stuff that you've never done uh, in concert before that needs arrangements by Yisrael Lam or somebody else before this event, or you're all set? Um, well, the Israel Land is not on vacation because he's busy <laughs> writing special right. arrangements for that concert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So even if you have standard arrangements for a specific song, he is doing stuff specifically for you, the choir, and the symphonic orchestra together. Exactly, exactly. For me, it's it's like, you know, the old Hask shows, you know, like 20 years ago, with sure. huge orchestra. That, sure. that, that, I mean, that stage is going to be like that. It's going to be packed. And Ohad, of course, you know, I mentioned, uh, I alluded to new music a moment ago. I mean, people want to know what your plans are in terms of releasing an album. We we have been told that in 2018 we are going to get a new collection from you. Tell us what's happening. Okay, so I'm holding my, def- uh, I was, uh, I, I like to say it like the finish line. Right. I have all the songs, um, the music that, uh, recorded. Um, I'm singing is almost done. Uh, some of the songs are mixed already, so really I'm holding by the by the ending, so uh, I don't want to say any date because every time I say in the winter, in the summer, uh, and and then I, I get uh, um, all the comments you said and it didn't come out. So, um, but I, I'm really holding by the finish line, and definitely 2018. I, I can't see that by 2018 it's not be out. It's right, not so be out. <laughs> you have another, you have another. No way. What is it? No five way. months? Another <laughs> four and a half to five months to get this done, and I have a feeling it yeah. in fact will be. Ohad will be coming out with a brand new album, folks, and it should be very, very exciting. And I don't want to jump the gun on anything, but you know, for for those of us who get the opportunity to um, uh, to see Ohad on a regular basis because of all the big weddings, etc., uh, and uh, makes and for those of us who make a lot of people jealous that they don't see him often enough in this area, it is possible that not only is he going to be in Queens, but maybe before the end of 2018, he may be undertaking some other. Uh, big shows here as well. So you you may be doing even more travel with all the traveling you're doing. You may be visiting New York even more often over the next couple of months. 
<laughs> Listen, um, I tell you the truth. I love New York. I love the people. I love, um, you know, everything about it. And yes, I, I need to travel. But, you know, I sleep very well on the plane. So yeah. I don't really feel it. Remarkably, so. by the way. I mean, that, that's a topic we'll discuss when you get into our studio before this event, hopefully. Um, the most recent, I saw you, of course, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night before. That was, I assume, the most uh, recent time you were on a public stage right before the three weeks, right? Um, no, because I flew from New York straight to Israel, straight to a, a, a huge uh, event with um, something like 25 musicians. What night was that? Um, that was, know, that was Wednesday night or Thursday that night? That was the last night. Mamash the last night. Last wow. Night. Mamash, yeah, with, you know, with the... Like an SDD production, big, you know, LED screens and the whole thing. Um, I just, I just, you know, came out. I came out late because, you know, there was a strike with Elal. They right. my flight. I had to fly to different, you know, I was, uh, but that's always like, it happens always like that. And Baruch Hashem, I was on time and it was a great, uh, great night. Baruch Hashem was a nice finish for the season. And Bezat Hashem, we're going to open it up with uh, one of the biggest um, shows that was seen ever in New York. Yeah, agreed with that. At the I, Queen's I, Color. I, I agree with you on that. I'll give everyone the information. I didn't realize that you were, and maybe you did tell me, I think you did tell me you were landing and going straight to a job on Thursday night. What city was that in? Do you, do you even remember what city it was in? <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I oh, doesn't know one night to the next at this point. <laughs> you have any, any recollection where it was <laughs> on Thursday night? It was near, near Natanya. Yeah, wow. near Natanya. Very That's cool. Yes. Uh, all right, everybody. It's as simple as this. Ohad's with us live via telephone. He is helping me remind everybody that Queen Satsala has their 2018 premier men's event literally the night after Tisha B'Av. I mean, when Tisha B'Av ends in Israel, Ohad's literally getting on a plane that night. It will feature Ohad, the Adidim Choir, the Iron Title M Symphonic Orchestra, of course, led by Yisrael Lamb. I will be there that night at the Queen's Museum, a beautiful brand new venue. Ohad has been there before. I have been there before. It is pretty amazing. In addition to everything we just said musically, there'll be a lavish grand barbecue. And as Ohad confirmed, that is good. <laughs> Those adjectives really, really do describe what Shai Kamenetsky has planned. Uh, there'll be raffles, wine tastings, and more. You're all invited. Queenshatsala.org slash BBQ. Queenshatsala with an A-H at the end. Dot org slash bbq sponsorships information etc bbq at queensatsala.org or dial this number 917-717-2131 again that's 917-717-2131 literally the night after tishabov beginning at 6 30 p.m at the queen's museum starring ohad at the queen's hatsala premier men's events Ohad, Tadaraba, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, rest up, bad boys. Always a pleasure. Always nice to talk to you. I appreciate that. We're giving you more than two weeks to rest up for this event. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. Definitely. You know what? I'm, I'm already hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That barbecue sounds amazing. And coming off of Tisha B'Av, it's really going to be amazing. We'll, we'll, see if exactly. o- we'll see if Ohad violates his uh, usual rules about what he does or does not eat before a performance. I will be paying careful attention to that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thanks for joining us. There he is. He's Ohad. He's in Israel. He's coming here night after Tisha B'Av. Everybody out there, call the number for information. Go to the web. Make sure to be there. 6.30 p.m. Queens Museum. Monday night. It's going to be amazing. More coming up. You are listening to a um, 
Thursday morning broadcast, three weeks format at JM in the AM.
comes from 6.13 here on a, uh, what is today? Thursday morning. Someone said to me yesterday, the best part of having the 4th of July yesterday, for those who were off yesterday, not us, but for those who were off, is that it feels like a Sunday and then almost immediately it's Shabbos. So <laughs> I guess it is a big advantage. Thursday morning on this July 5th, the 22nd of Tammuz. Good morning, all. First of our three weeks format, the first week of the three weeks format. I want to thank Trucker Yitz, just commented on our app. He's up in the Catskills today. There'll be a lot of people later on in the Catskills today. That's almost guaranteed. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Um, so many of you are likely aware of the fact, if you follow the news, that the um, the newly adopted New York City budget for fiscal year 2019 will include, for the first time, a program to provide kosher and halal meals for students. This program follows a comprehensive adequacy program by Teach NYS. And its coalition partners, this new uh, kosher and uh, halal lunch program reflects the leadership of the New York City Council Speaker Corey Johnson, Councilmember Chaim Deitch. Both of them took active roles in guaranteeing that all students, no matter who they are, were a priority in the uh, fiscal year 2019 budget. Jake Adler is with us live via telephone. Teach NYS Policy Director can give us more insight into this very, very interesting development. Jake, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me on. It's a real, uh, real honor to be here. I appreciate that, and thank you for joining us. Um, first of all, two things that I think are really important to point out to this audience. Number one, Teach NYS, which till this point I think basically enjoyed a reputation, rightfully so, and and you know with proper, with a proper uh, uh, you know complimentary tone, um, as fighting for private schools, fighting for private schools, and uh, being there on the front lines when it comes to tuition and uh, different monies available for the government that should go as well, not only to public school, but to private schools. It's pretty cool that you guys have expanded, or at least the way it looks to us, have expanded that whole mission, and you're concerned about Jewish and kosher-eating uh, students who are in public school. Yeah, well, you know, I think, um, just going back a second, I mean, I think I, w- I would stress that um, our, our number one objective at Teach NYS is to ensure that non-public schools, yeshivas, Day schools, uh, what have you, are better, safer, more affordable. Um, and this this pilot program is really a it's a win win situation because we were able to create a pilot program which simultaneously helps um, uh, from kids who are in public schools and Islamic uh, Muslim kids who are in public schools, and at the same time can help the uh, begin to help Jewish day schools, yeshivas, and uh, Islamic schools at the same time. So this is a two for. Um, of course, our you know our core mission remains uh, to be. Um, to help combat the tuition crisis, uh, the much-talked-about tuition crisis, to help bring in more government funding to non-public schools. But where we where we see a situation where we can help, we can simultaneously help our our kids in public schools and our kids in non-public schools and and other faith groups' kids in those same situations. Obviously, it's a win-win. We're going to go for it. Oh, I totally get that. I think it's a great job. Jake Adler's with us. 
Uh, the second thing is this audience may not realize just how many kosher food adherents, how many kosher food eaters are in the New York City public school system. And I think that's also an important revelation for a lot of people in our community. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of the um, one of the interesting parts of this whole campaign was that when we launched it back in September of 2017, um, this was kind of the confluence of a lot of different issues that have kind of come to a head <laughs> over time. You may recall in September, the mayor, Mayor de Blasio, announced that from now on going forward, every single kid in every single school in New York City is entitled to a free um, nutritious lunch. Right. And we, and we kind of said, really? Even our kids? Right. And the mayor was quick to say, yeah, 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 even kosher and all kids, uh, I mean, even, even non-public school kids, everyone, except, uh, and then it was like, read the fine print, except if we have absolutely no way of doing kosher and halal. Um, so we kind of said, wait a minute, that's not every kid. What are you talking about? Um, so that's, that's kind of how the story started. What, but along the way, when we, when we encountered the public school issue, one of the problems is no one quite knows how many kids there are in public schools that need halal or need kosher food, um, in part because of a, a, for a good reason, which is that the DOE doesn't track the religious right. observance of their kids. Good point. Um, thank, thank God. Um, right. But that did lead to a um, that did lead to a, a little bit of an advocacy issue because we had to quickly get an estimate going. One of the reasons why we have a pilot program this year and not a much larger program is because, frankly, the city needs to see what the demand is like in the different populations. Um, so, but you know. Well, with, with, we're, with, we're looking forward to working with the city council, working with Speaker Johnson and uh, Councilmember Heim Deutsch to expand this as we see the demand. Right. Um, well, with which that, we know is there. Frankly. With that in mind, do certain people need to pay careful attention to this and and make it known in some special way that that they want the kosher food? Like, is there something that the students and their parents need to do uh, in order to uh, you know get us to the point where this is going to become permanent? You know, I think I think we made a great uh, step here, and I think it was it was really a historic step here. Um, I think over time, well, we're gonna, they're going to roll it out uh, in limited in the public schools and, and the non-public schools. Really, it's going to be rolled out in a very uh, focused and directed fashion over the next few months. Um, my understanding is, as that kind of feedback comes in in those focus areas, the, the DOE will make an analysis, and they'll kind of we'll have to work to to interpret that analysis with them and see where we can go from there. Right. But obviously, obviously, parents who have parents who were affected by this, whether they're in non-public schools, Jewish schools, yeshivas, you know, Islamic schools, whatever else, um, or public schools, frankly, if they're if they want to get involved, and they want to be, they want to make sure that the DOE and the people, you know, the policy stakeholders and everyone else understands the issue. They should feel free to reach out to us, obviously, um, because. You know, we're here to help. Um, and frankly, people, if you don't tell people that it's an issue, if you don't reach out to your council members and your elected officials and tell them that this is an issue that they need to address, um, you know, uh, politicians are many things, many great things, but they're not mind readers necessarily. So I, I would definitely encourage people to reach out to me, reach out to the local elected officials. That's how it's going to grow. Well, there's information at OU.org. How do people get in touch directly with your department? You know, they can just... Uh, Shoot me an email with jadler at ou.org. It's usually the best way to get a response. I'm on, I'm on my phone 24-6. All right, so jadler at ou.org. The other interesting part for us on this whole thing, and again, folks, we're talking about the uh, the job that Teach NYS has done 
with the city council's decision to create kosher and halal school lunch programs in the New York City public school system. The other thing that we find interesting about all this, it's no secret uh, that you know, for years, maybe we're going on you know, over a decade already, um, the, um, the religious communities of New York, especially the Jewish and Catholic um, uh, leaders, have worked very closely on the whole tuition issue. My question is, um, I know that this decision was made by the city council and the creation of both kosher and halal school lunch programs. Did you guys work closely with Muslim leaders, Islamic leaders in New York to get this done? Or is it just, you know, an effort that was made, you know, separately by the two groups? No, you know, I, I, I um, number one, you're 100% right about the history of the different groups working together um, and the New York State Catholic Conference and the New York Archdiocese and our group and other groups, including Israel and other groups, have always worked together very closely on the tuition issue at large. Um, this issue was kind of a real, real great unifier between our our community and the Muslim community, the Islamic Schools Association, um, and and the various different Islamic leaders across this, uh, the city. It, um, we definitely worked hand in glove with them. In October, we had a rally with. Muslim students, Jewish students, um, Sheikh Musa Drama from the Islamic Leadership Academy in Brooklyn, and Rafiq Mohammed from Alisan Academy in Queens. We've worked very closely with all of these communal leaders across the across the faith divide, so to speak, in the in the Muslim world. Um, very proudly, frankly, because you know my opinion is if if our mission here for Kalisol and for the larger community is to accomplish a certain goal, we are not in any position to turn down anyone's help. Uh, especially if they're in the same position as we are. So, you know, Baruch Hashem, we've worked very, very well with the Islamic community across New York State, but specifically New York City here, and this is one of the products of that uh, collaboration. So, for instance, the press conference on the steps of City Hall, there are were, there were people from our community and plenty of people from the Islamic community altogether. Yeah, it's, it's actually a beautiful visual. I can, I can send you a picture offline of, of you know, hijabs and, um, and Muslim you know, dress, and then, you know, you have religious Jews and yarmulkes and women with chaitals and things like that. It's uh, it's a New York moment, you know. It's New York at its best. Very, very interesting. So how many how many kosher food vendors have been in touch with the uh, New York City Public School so far? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I will leave that to the fine people at the New York City DOE and DCAS. I'm, uh, I'm not going to touch the kosher food vendor issue. I'm sure there's wonderful people out there prepared to provide those meals and, uh, can't wait for them to start doing it. Well, your leader, Executive Vice President of the OU, Alan Fagan, said, we believe when the city claims its programs serve all students, quote-unquote all students, we have a responsibility to ensure that no one's left out. This new initiative will begin that process. No question about it. They did really well on this. Uh, the council did well. As you said, the speaker, uh, those city council members, including Chaim Deutsch, who worked on it, uh, they really did. This was a home run, you'd have to say, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, I have to say, this is this is the first year of the new leadership in the council. Speaker Johnson, we met with him in the fall. Before he was speaker, we, we, when this issue was just emerging, he really grabbed a hold of it right away. And between him and Council Member Chaim Deutsch, um, who we all know represents the community in Brooklyn, um, the two of these, these council members, and, and they not only grabbed a hold of this, they were ferocious about this issue. Um, so the community as a whole really owes both the speaker, Speaker Johnson, and Councilmember Deutsch a tremendous, tremendous um, debt of gratitude and Hakarasatov and everything else for what they've championed here. It's historic, um, and I don't think, frankly, people 
like the Speaker or like Councilmember Deutsch, have gotten enough credit for it. I don't think they're seeking enough credit for it. I think I think we owe them a tremendous amount of uh, of fanfare here. So that's just my last minute, my last minute Hakarata Tov for the end of the July Fourth weekend. This is this is really. This is a big one, Malcolm. Oh, we totally agree with you. Jake Adler, everybody. He's Teach NYS Policy Director, of course, at the uh, Orthodox Union. Uh, great news, no joke, a kosher school lunch program is coming to the New York City public school system. Jake, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Take care and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom to you. Thursday morning broadcast, you're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Avar Nafshi Yatsa Bidabro Bigashti Lomitsati Tatashi Anile Dodi Bidodi Hama Avar Nafshi Yatsa Bidabro Bigashti Lomitsati
613 here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Well, Seth Levitt's with us live via telephone. His name is familiar to our listeners. He is the uh, leader at A&H, Abels and Hyman, and uh, they've been involved with us in a million projects, kosher halftime show and summer grilling and a million different things over the years, which we continuously thank them for. Uh, one of the things we were not involved with that they were involved with was really, really cool. <laughs> Uh, yesterday, as many of you know, is the 4th of July. And Israel, Israel, the US, USA embassy in Israel has an Independence Day celebration. Yeah, it takes place before the 4th of July. And the Seth got to celebrate the 242nd birthday of the USA in Israel and had the opportunity to bring delicious A&H hot dogs to some very prominent people and wonderful guests who were there for the big celebration. Seth Levitt, Abels, and Hyman, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you. Good morning. You got to tell us about the beginning. Good morning to you. You got to tell us about the uh, beginning of this whole thing. So, when were you first contacted that you could be involved in an American celebration of the 4th of July in Israel? You know, it, it's incredible. Um, this all started, I have to actually thank my brother. My brother uh, made a bar mitzvah for his son yeah. uh, about a month and a half ago, and uh, I was sitting in his house on uh, uh, after Shabbos, and he said, Seth, why don't you contact the embassy and offer your hot dogs uh, for the inauguration of the uh, move to uh, Yerushalayim? And I said, okay, let's see what happens. So we sent an email that Saturday night, and uh, by the time I got back to America uh, two days later, 
uh, I had an email from uh, the U.S. Embassy. Thank you very much for your offer. Um, while everything is taken care of right now for the uh, inauguration of the embassy in Yerushalayim, we are having a July 4th celebration, an Independence Day celebration on July 3rd. We're going to have about 3,000 people there, and we would love to have uh, you as a sponsor. Um, and if you can get us your hot dogs, please get us your hot dogs. And uh, we were, uh, you know, we're not the only sponsor, obviously. We were among uh, so many sponsors, uh, incredible sponsors, uh, um, uh, everyone from Pfizer, uh, not everyone, but uh, from Pfizer to uh, American Airlines to uh, Jack Daniels, Coca-Cola, even McDonald's, hmm. uh, Colgate. There were, there were tons of sponsors, but we were the only ones to have the uh, A&H all-beef kosher hot dogs. So this happened on Tuesday, and you were there? Yeah. Yeah, we were, I was there for the event. It was an incredible event. There were so many uh, amazing people at the event. Well, uh, we read that there were almost 3,000 people there. Yeah, there were. And, uh, it was, it was a, and, and the official host, I assume, was Ambassador David Friedman. And his first question to me was, why can't I get your salamis in Israel? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> did, and, you have a good, I, did you have a good answer for him or not? I said, soon, soon. Wow. If you, if you can move the embassy to Yushalayim, <laughs> we can have hot, hot dogs and salamis in Israel as well. Uh, and if that does happen, please God. You'd actually make the product there, or it, it depends on what the circumstances will be? No, we would actually make the product there like we did for the event. Hmm. Um, as you know, Abels and Hyman is partners with uh, Hud Golan. Right. Uh, that's our sister company. Uh, uh, they're based in, uh, in Israel, and um, uh, we, they have a facility over there, about 40,000 square feet, uh, and they produce for Israel, the United States, Europe, uh, so we have no problem whatsoever producing our hot dogs there. None, none, was, yeah, I'm sorry. It was just a matter of convincing them that American all-beef hot dogs would sell in Israel. And I think right. after this event, there was nothing left to uh, convince them of. I, I mean, it's 2018. The state is over 70 years old. And frankly, you know, I, I've been through the entire list in my lifetime of things that are not the same, quote-unquote, in Israel. I think hot dogs may be number one on the list all these decades. It's incredible. Um, we know Israelis will love our product. Yeah, of course. Americans do. Even and, if they have to pay uh, more, by the way, they'll go for it. because Exactly, it's, because they get chicken hot dogs in Israel, turkey hot dogs. They don't get a beef hot dog. And they just don't the do quality. it well. You probably know why, because I don't know the procedure. They just don't, they just don't do it well. When you have hot dogs, I mean, this, you know, I got to be careful. I'm the first one to always say you're not allowed to say anything bad about Israel. But, but the reality is when you're at someone's house and they serve you hot dogs in Israel, you know, any type of, of sausage-type item, it, they, it, for us, they just don't get it right. You know what's amazing? It's amazing that uh, Israel, um, as a country, it's so incredibly uh, innovative and advanced in so many fields, from technology to pharma to water conservation. It's a country that's always on the cutting edge at creating and building, right. but it lacks one thing. One thing. It lacks a good kosher beef Hot dog. You'd think they would have perfected it by now, huh? You, you would think, but uh, funny. they haven't. And this is, I think, our opportunity to enter the market. And, uh, you know, just like uh, we're leaders here and we're top-selling brand uh, for the glad kosher market in America, I think we can be leaders in Israel as well. And we can really take that market by storm. Seth Levitt with us. He's, of course, Abels and Hyman. The... Um, the um I assume you had to make thousands of hot dogs for this event, right? We did. We, we made thousands, and they were gone. They were consumed, <laughs> and uh, the comments were, 
these are incredible. Yeah. Where can we find them? And you probably had people there that are living in Israel 20, 30 years. Oh, my goodness. It was, uh, you know, we not as an endorsement, but we met with, uh, I, I met personally uh, Michael Oren, who was a former ambassador to uh, uh, the U.S. and now a member of Knesset. I met with Tal Brody, who's considered the goodwill ambassador, sure. ambassador Mr. Basketball. The Babe himself. Ruth of Israel, right? Both, but both uh, former uh, Americans uh, right. who have made Aliyah, and they said this brought back such memories <laughs> of good quality hot dogs, and it was really. Uh, I wish you could have been there. <laughs> you I'm, would have enjoyed yourself. I'm, I'm sure I would have enjoyed myself, and I would have been running around telling everybody, "You better go taste the hot dogs." <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's just uh, it, for for the for the Ole who's in Israel. For the Olim who are in Israel, and you know, I'm telling you, this is the only thing. Sometimes it's the only topic that people bring up when they ask what he, they may miss the hot dogs more than they miss having Sunday off. That's how high on the list it is. <laughs> and it, you, it, usually Sunday gets a lot of attention in those conversations. <laughs> so many people came up to us and said, "Oh my goodness, we bring hot dogs in by the suitcase full." Yeah, you know, from America because there right. were a lot of Americans at the uh, or former Americans at the event. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was really just so incredible. Do they have so, good? Do they have good hot dog buns in Israel? So <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we had probably a five and a half or six inch long hot dog, and we had a three inch bun that went I along knew it. with it. I knew it. But but but. It was a delicious bun, and we had uh, sauerkraut, right. and we had our mustards and our sauces, and, and it just went so well together. So you brought everything with you? Well, our mustards and sauces are already available in Israel. Oh, cool. That's yeah, cool. So, um, uh, but the hot dogs, I brought the spices with me, right. and we produced uh, batches in Israel, and we brought everything with us, and it took hours to set up. We were right on the uh, 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 perimeter, uh, the outside. Uh, the, the event was held both uh, inside uh, an event space, and there was a beautiful uh, uh, yard where uh, some of the food companies were situated. And um, you know, we were located on the outside, and there were huge crowds around our, our area just uh, clamoring for more and more hot dogs. <laughs> People didn't eat one. They didn't eat two. They had three, four. It was incredible. I knew the buns would be too short. I knew it <laughs> because those Israeli hot dogs are way too small once they're cooked. Exactly. They make very small hot dogs. It's incredible for such an innovative country, you know, to lack in this one area. But, you know, sometimes you, you miss the most obvious, and this is something that's really obvious. Anyone listening now in Israel must be freaking out that there was an event that they were not at <laughs> where they could have gotten I, your hot dogs. I've gotten so many uh, comments on Facebook. We started a, a Facebook page just for uh, Israelis or Americans living in Israel who miss a good quality a and hot dog, and we have hundreds of people on our page, and uh, you know they they were upset that they weren't there. Where do but, I find that? I got I got to look that up. Well, that will we'll certainly make you remember. But I I, I did that uh, as a group uh, for uh, uh, Americans living in Israel. Got it. Uh, but we'll uh, and, and like I said, hundreds of people have joined, and, right. and 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 even on social media, this took off. I mean, people were taking pictures and posting it on Israeli foodie pages and. Just an incredible event. Seth Levitt, CEO of Abels and Hyman. They would they could have used it for the World Cup, by the way. You know, they could have sat that sat down and watched the World Cup in front of their TVs in Israel and had a really delicious hot dog. The same we would do on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, they take exactly. their they take their soccer very seriously over there. <laughs> they do, they do. They, it was it was it, the whole trip to Israel was beautiful. For those Obviously. for those living in Israel, 
Uh, you you will not give a timetable, right? You don't want to get anybody's hopes up and say by the end of this year or next calendar year that this is going to be happening. Is really, all, you, all you'll say is you're working really hard to make it happen. They've We, we made hot dogs there. It's doable. Uh, we want to do it right. We don't want to just put into right. uh, you know be you know do it uh, put into any little store. We're negotiating with uh, the the right people to uh, market the product correctly, and uh, you know it will be there. Very cool. Just don't know when yet. That's all. Yeah. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. And the event, I'm sure, was just spectacular. I'm sure. I'm sure you met a lot of people you know from here, right? You had to, I you, you saw had... the Lowers, uh, ah! Avi Lauer, who uh, <laughs> I'm sure you know, sure. and uh, Miriam knows, and sure. uh, there are other Americans that have moved to Israel that we saw there, and and of course, don't forget the Prime Minister of Israel. Was he there was he was at there. the event. He he was at the event. Did he Elton did he have a bite? Of, did he event. did he have a bite of the A and H hot dog? Or Unfortunately, not? I <laughs> I can't say for certain if he did or didn't. Uh, because uh, he spent he, a, he spent you know years in uh, in his education years uh, yeah. here in in the United States he probably yeah. he, he he remembers what USA hot dogs are all about he I'm sure he does yeah. I'm sure he does boy oh boy so the prime minister you said the ambassador who else did you mention Michael Lauren uh, Sheldon Adelson was there oh wow um, very cool uh, the agricultural minister whose name escapes me right now was there very cool uh, Dor Gold was there right. it was really. Uh, uh, Incredible to see so many important figures in Israeli life at this event enjoying themselves. And uh, if I told you licking their fingers <laughs> after eating these hot dogs uh, because they were so good, and, and going back for seconds and thirds. Yeah, you don't have to convince us. I'm telling you, this is a big revelation that he yeah. had real American delicious kosher A&H hot dogs in Israel. No revelation for us that people uh, found it finger-licking good and they had three or four hot dogs uh, during their time there at the uh, embassy. Very, very cool. Well, yeah. Seth Levitt, uh, what can I tell you? I, oh, by the way, we should mention, this is grilling season. This is really grilling season now. It I mean, is. I mean, you know, we're not at the nine days yet. We're in the we're the day after the 4th of July. I mean, you know how many, people, right. how many people had your hot dogs yesterday? I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, come on. And uh, the whole array of products that are available between the, uh, the salamis and the uh, different packaged items, the... Uh, I mean, there's a there's a lot to offer, and um, what's happening this summer? Are you making any special recommendations to people? Are you uh, encouraging them to use a different condiment than usual, trying to get them to taste something they may not have tasted yet on their hot dogs this summer? No, no, no. We uh, we actually just uh, purchased the new packaging machine so we can increase our output because the demand has been so great. Wow. Uh, it came in uh, March, and we've basically doubled our production over here. Very cool. Uh, orders are, are shipping completely. Uh, Complete uh, Costco's, you know, taking by the uh, pallet load uh, to fill orders, and uh, we, we we even picked up uh, uh, to your local listeners in uh, the Bergen County area. Cinch started carrying our product, which is a home delivery service. So now you can don't even have to go to the stores; you can you can order online or with their app, and they'll have the hot dogs delivered right to your house, and they'll put it away for you. The Costco refrigerator. The Costco type package is what four times a regular package. Four times the regular package, um, and we've also uh, put out uh, specials for customers in uh, the independent shops, which uh, uh, is made up of three times the regular package, uh, you know, uh, banded together, right. and uh, just uh, such a demand for hot dogs. And you have one mustard, or you have varieties? We have varieties. We have a sweet and tangy. We have a deli mustard. We have a horseradish sauce, and we have a sandwich dressing. Very cool. We've had those uh, those for years, and 
you know, the, the one, you know, we pride ourselves. Everything that we do here at Abelson Hyman, we try, we do the best that we can possibly do. And uh, a lot of love, not just from me, but from the employees here. You know, they're, they're not employees. They're, they're more like family. Uh, everybody loves doing what they do over here um, because they know, you know, to put out a quality product, it, 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 it makes you feel good. Um, it makes you feel like you're doing something worthwhile. You're, it's something tangible. It brings a smile to people's faces, you know, like what you do, you know. It's I, exactly pre- I appreciate that. I've seen your operation up close and personal, and you're 100% accurate. By the way, uh, I, I have this habit. People who know me know this. I have this habit of rotating condiments. You know, I'm into something for a while, etc. I'm very into the horseradish sauce these days. <laughs> Very into it. It won't. It won't last long. I usually go like two, three months, and I'll move on to a relish or back to ketchup or mustard. But I'm very into the horseradish sauce right now. It's really delicious. From our sauces, sauces. That's our top selling uh, sauce. Really? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I like that. Hey, you see that? I'm, uh, I'm trendy, as they say. You're in the you're in the forefront. <laughs> I'm in the know. Well, there you have it. The CEO of Abels and Hyman is Seth Levitt. He's back from Israel. How did he spend his July 3rd celebrating the 4th of July at the Israeli embassy in Jerusalem with the prime minister, with the ambassador, and with many other dignitaries and many other folks? 3,000 people gathered together, all of whom were a- – those who were able, uh, they, they had three to four – a&H hot dogs uh, in Israel, and for good reason, as we just discussed. Seth, welcome back, and great job. And uh, we look forward to actually walking into an Israeli supermarket one day and purchasing a package of A&H uh, hot dogs. Mark my words, the, they will be there, and, and we'll let everyone know where and when. I cannot wait. Believe me, I cannot wait. This will be a very, very, very big major announcement that I could tell you. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Shiru, shiru, 
hands. Wow. He told me go sacrifice the lamb wow. and the Yahoo. Pesach time, I said, oy vey, I forgot to buy wine. Eliyahu comes walking in, four cups for me and one cup for him. Eliyahu, Eliyahu wanna be, Eliyahu wanna be. Jews in this town He said to me There used to be A minion around But one of us Passed away And we've been feeling down Yet now it seems As though another Jew Has been found Won't you stay with us For Shabbos Minion Man Step off the bus in Mobile, Alabama. The sun was slowly setting on the bay. It was six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the town wondering what to do. Shabbos is no time to be feeling blue. Then two more and went into a shop that red closed on the door. There was a minion in the back of a hardware store. Nine men waiting for one more. We ushered in the Shabbos with a beautiful song. The Chazan had a voice that was clear and strong. Shabbos Minion Man 
and the vision is clear. And I think about it every now and then, cause the place is still dear. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you with your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSegal.com, on the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Thursday. Thank you to Ohad. Thank you to Jake Adler. Thank you to Seth Levitt. A lot of great material this morning, and it's much appreciated. Coming up next, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness. Uh, I believe Avrami's going to be doing a live lunch today. Live lunch Thursday in the three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. He'll be doing it from 11 a.m. Eastern Time until 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's all coming up. Tomorrow, of course, weekly update and plenty more on a Friday. Make sure to be tuned in. Have... A fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.